0: This is episode number 17, Staying in Your Lane. This is The Path of Imperfection, a podcast for imperfect women and the imperfect men who love them. If you are ready to show how big your brave is and lean into this human experience, join the journey. Hello, my friends. This is Becky Hennessy the host and guide down this path of imperfection. I am so excited about the things to come in the coming months. I know what's happening. I know y'all don't. But it is some big changes, big opportunities, big stuff. I'm super excited about it. It's hard for me to not share it with you, my friends, but it'll come. It'll come. Subscribe to my rest stops so that you can be one of the first to hear about all of it take just a minute and think of three friends who would benefit from either listening here or from rest stops or from their free ebook, Ministering Through Connection. Pause this quick and shoot them off a text. Welcome back. Thank you for spreading the word like homemade jam. Did you not pause it? Pause this quick and shoot off a text. Three friends, three friends real quick or family members or whatever. Okay. Good work. If you are a former... Or current couples client of mine, parent of a kiddo that I visited with, or someone that I have coached before. You have heard my voice as you read the title of this podcast because stay in your lane is something I say on the daily almost. So I want you to picture yourself driving on a two lane street with everyone you're in an intimate relationship with. I'm not only talking about sexual relationships. It's funny because very conservative folks call sex intimacy. So when they hear the word intimate, that's automatically where a lot of people go in their heads. And a sexual relationship is definitely an example of an intimate relationship. But when I say an intimate relationship, I'm talking about a very close relationship, one with your spouse or your kids or a close friend or family. So picture yourself driving on this two-lane street with them, one of those or all of them or whatever. A lot of times we're headed in the same direction. In those relationships. Sometimes not, and we'll talk about that. But generally speaking, we all have similar goals about where our destination is. If anything, because we're all humans and humanity is common in everyone, we just want to be good people. We just want to contribute. We just want to connect and to love. So we're all on this street headed towards these things. We're on these roads together, but we're in our own cars. We're in our own lanes, even separate than our children. When our kiddos can start to make decisions for themselves, can understand a consequence, can remember a promise, they are automatically given, not by you, just by life, their own vehicle, and they're in their own lane. In our own lanes, we get to choose the speed that we feel is best for our vehicle. We know our vehicle well. We know what it can handle. We get to control the radio the temperature. We get to pick if we want to put sunglasses on or have the visor down. We get to choose if we're okay to have food in the car or not. We get to choose the air freshener scent. We are the boss of our own vehicle. Most times, we could care less about the speed of the person next to us. We don't care what they're listening to. We don't care if their air is on if they're wearing sunglasses, if they're using a visor. We don't care if they have Cheerios on their seats or handprints on their windows. We don't care what their car smells like because they are the boss of their own vehicle and we're not sitting in it. We're not affected by it. As long as they are driving in a way that we perceive isn't a threat to us, we could care less about what's going on over there. Generally speaking, it's easy for us to stay in our lane because we know where our final destination is And this is the lane that's going to get us there. It isn't until the car next to us starts to swerve, is going too fast, maybe a smoking next to us in a traffic jam might cut us off, blaring their music, that we start to care about what the car next to us is doing. When the person next to us is supposed to be going to the same place we are, but they don't seem to be or they don't even seem aware that the exit is coming up, we sometimes change lanes, thinking that then they can follow us and see our blinker and get to where we're planned to get. Depending on our level of concern for that person, for our relationship with them, for how what they're doing is affecting us, we sometimes pull our car over to the shoulder of our lane. We park it. We run like a crazy person across oncoming traffic, and we jump into their passenger seat. Y'all, I have seen it many times. I have seen even times, I kid you not, that a person not only runs like a crazy person across oncoming traffic to get in someone else's car, but they go to the driver's seat, they yank that driver out of the car, and they start driving either with that previous driver in the back seat or leaving that previous driver in the dust. Now, it sounds like madness. Madness. This is happening on a regular basis. Being real with y'all, I have been that crazy person. Chances are at some point in your life, you have been that crazy person. When our spouse thinks, feels, does, or says something that affects us in a huge way. When our kiddos think, feel, do, or say something that affects us in a huge way or affects them in a huge way. When close friends think, feel, or do something that affects us, we at times veer into their lane. And we may not start that way. We may honk and wave at them to head into a different direction. We may roll down our window and yell for them to slow down or to speed up. But when it's obvious that they are not paying attention or getting the messages we're trying to relay, we blinker over and we get in their lane. We tell ourselves that we're doing this because we love them. We want to help them. We know where they want to go and we can help them get there. We move over and we try to guide them differently. I've come to find that the more intimate the relationship, the harder it is to stay in your lane. Now, depending on the threat of harm, depending on how far off we see they are, depending on the decisions they're making, depends on how bonkers we're willing to get. The more intense the threat, the more the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, the words hurt or affect us or affect others in our world, the more we are willing to do anything we can to get them back on track or to get them out of that driver's seat. When trust is shattered, in a relationship, when choices are made by our spouse or our kids or our nearest and dearest friends, and we are left with the consequences, when we can see that someone is driving into oncoming traffic and that a massive car accident is about to happen metaphorically, lane changing and car changing happens. Again, we tell ourselves that we are doing this because we love them so much. Truth, we're doing this because we're scared. We are terrified. We are scared about what their thoughts, their actions, their feelings, and their words are going to do to them. And we are terrified of what those things are going to do to us. Sometimes that fear grows into insecurity. Sometimes it grows into pride. Sometimes it grows into both, which is crazy confusing, but more common than not. When something happens that betrays trust, when choices occur that ensure negative consequences are to come, when they know better and they choose not to do better, when we are heartbroken. Because of someone else's thoughts or feelings or actions or words, we oftentimes feel completely out of control of our own lives and our own selves. We feel helpless and we feel powerless. And because we are hardwired to want self-control and hardwired to want connection, we start to spiral, we unravel, we become uncontained soup because we are humans. I am here to tell you that the best way for you to survive those experiences is those relationships, those hearts is to stay in your lane. I know it sounds bonkers and I know it is hard. I know because it is something I have to remind myself all the live long day. As a daughter, as a wife, as a mom, as a sister, as a friend, as a disciple of Christ, staying in my own lane is hard work because I love deep and I want everyone to end up together. In fact, that's what my heart hurts about the most. The fact that at the finish line, it may not look how I hope, with everyone I hope to be there. I remember not long ago when I was having a really hard time staying in my lane because of the ramifications that someone else's choices could have on my own children. Y'all, when it comes to my babies, I become a mama bear real quick. I would run into traffic for my babies nine times from Sunday. On this particular Saturday, I had cried my prayers. I went to the Latter-day Saint temple. I bawled the entire session. I cried the whole drive home. I cried another prayer and I still had no peace. I was doing my best to stay in my lane as I preach and preach and preach so many times before. I was doing all I could possibly do to stay in my car. I had no peace there. The other lane looked really, really tempting and the other car looked really, really tempting because maybe there was peace there. The following day, I went to two of the dedications of the Jordan River Temple, one which was actually in the temple. I can't remember if it was in the first or the second, but in one of the talks of President Iring, the second counselor in the first presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, he told about how his heart was likewise heavy with the same burden I was feeling. And what he said gave me the peace I so badly needed. He said that there was a time that he was worried that the choices of others might make it impossible for his family to be together forever, and that he had mentioned that worry to a prophet of God. That prophet then said to him, you are worrying about the wrong problem. You just live worthy of the celestial kingdom, and the family arrangements will be more wonderful than you can ever imagine. President Iring was told to stay in his lane. I'm no mind reader, but I can absolutely hear you yeah butters. Yeah, but aren't we supposed to cleave into? one another. Aren't we supposed to be in this together? We've made commitments, agreements. Aren't we supposed to parent? Aren't we supposed to whatever? I'm the spouse. I'm the parent. I'm the friend. That's part of my job is to help them, to keep them on the right track, to bring them back. It is all about intent and it is all about delivery. If the intent to connect spiritually, emotionally, mentally, by sharing something you've come across that has helped you, inspired you, touched your heart, or been an aha moment for you, share it. If you want or need to physically connect out of love, not obligation, not because you should, not because they need it per se, reach out. You share and you reach out by owning it as something that helped you, not as something that helped you and may help them, or as something that you were inspired to send for them. You can be inspired to share things and to reach out, but stay in your lane with that. Share it because it helped you, because it inspired you and because you want to connect to them. If the intent is to enlighten them, to educate them, to spark desire in them, to save them or to fix them, remind yourself to stay in your lane and that by you trying to fix them or save them, you could easily be standing in the Savior's way of doing that. Your job is not to save or to fix. That is his. We don't disregard other drivers' choices, especially if they're unsafe. If someone is speeding next to me, I become super aware and a little bit cautious, but I'm cautious in my lane. If someone's smoking and there's traffic or if their music is too loud, I roll up my window. If they are clueless and the exit is coming up, I get off the exit. And I know that eventually, if they really want to end up at the same place we agreed to meet up at, They'll figure it out and they'll get there because they saw me get off on that exit. They know what exit we're getting off on. If it's truly the desire of their heart to join me, they may have to do a U turn or get off somewhere else and turn around, but they've got to do it. I know it sounds easy. Maybe it sounds super complicated. It is possible to stay in your lane, even through these hard things. As you stay in your car, as you stay in your lane, You will obtain peace. Peace is not relief. Relief can feel different than peace. Peace is the feeling of it's going to be okay. I don't know how. I don't know when. I just know it's going to be okay. That is peace because you have 100% control of your thoughts, your actions, and your words. That is it. You can't control how you feel. We've talked about that a million times. But as you choose your thoughts, your actions, your words, typically certain feelings occur like peace, comfort, humility, love. When you try to control others' thoughts, actions, and words, or when you tell yourself that your thoughts, actions, and words will change theirs, feelings of fear, insecurity, pride, and resentment occur because you are not staying in your lane and you're not staying in your car. Let's agree to stay in our lane this coming week and in the coming days and weeks and months and years to come. Let's commit to be the driver we need to be in our own vehicles and to be an inspiration in the choices we make about our own thoughts, our own actions, our own words. They're on the road. They're going to see it. They're going to see that you get off on a certain exit. They're going to see what speed is legal. They're going to see you in your car smiling, and singing along to your most favorite song. And they're going to want that. Enjoy the journey in your own lane, in your own car. Keep braving the battle, even though it is so hard sometimes. Big news. I have written a book, an ebook. This is uncharted territory for me, but I'm leaning into what Father has told me to do. So here we go. (laughs) This book is called Ministering Through Connection. You can get a free copy chapter by chapter by going to my website and by clicking on the little pop-up that happens at the bottom middle of the page. Stick with it. I'm still ironing the kinks out of that, but when it pops up and you go to enter your name, if it shifts down a little bit, stay with that pop-up. Put your information in there so that you can get chapter by chapter ministering through Connection.